Hi there, everyone. Brayden and Tally here, the voice of my beloved podcast. We are working on the Song of Songs study here. We are getting close to the finish line. Only have one or two more to go. Finish up the the book here. Mm -hmm. This most amazing book considered the holy of holies, the song of all songs, the greatest song this book it's been it's been fun going through it the past year getting excited about the next the next podcast topics i've got all kinds of ideas ideas going through my head but if you have any ideas or have things that you want us to talk about or study or anything like that you can go to loveandpurity.com and shoot us an email there at the contact place or brain.waller at gmail.com let us know if you have ideas too. This actually, we're doing this as an idea that someone threw us out or threw at us yeah. uh, uh, going through the Song of Songs. So um, yeah, it's good. Yeah, and just I just wanna throw out there in the beginning here, I think one of the big challenges that we face as believers is keeping love as our theme. Yes. And you know, we see just in my observation, I, I realized that the challenges, the pressures, the relational conflicts that happen in life in general can tend to leave people bitter and kind of down on the body. Right. And it's, it can be a very um, kind of a cynical kind of view of God's people. Whereas we see the bride at the end of the story, her heart is still alive in love. And so I think we see in the Song of Songs this ideal set forth mm -hmm. that you know, yes, there will be pressures. There will be misunderstandings. I mean, the bride was misunderstood. Mm -hmm. She was faced with all these different pressures. The watchmen, you remember, were uh, wounding her. You know, she was wounded even. And, but through it all, she maintains this desire for the beloved. Mm -hmm. And I think that is the big message of the Song of Songs yeah. is keep your eyes on the beloved. People are going to disappoint you. Right. You know, people are going to... Uh, misunderstand you, mm -hmm. but keep your eyes on the beloved. And that is the key to finishing strong, mm -hmm. you know, setting our eyes upon him, the author and finisher of our faith. I, my heart's longing is to be 60, 70, 80 years old mm -hmm. and still having my eyes set on the bridegroom. Yeah. Uh, and just, a, I want to encourage vision for that because outside of that, you will end up 10, 20, 30 years down the road, bitter and withdrawn yeah. Uh, so just, I, I just pray that the Holy Spirit births a vision within all of us that as we continue on, even through all the different challenges of life, but we'll continue strong. Yeah. I'm just thinking too of, um, like how not only people, you know, can let us down or whatever, but we've got, <laughs> I'm thinking of all the, all of the ologies, like theology, our ideologies, um, you know, psychology, they're all things that are in the Bible, like God addresses these things in the Bible and they're all important, but they can also distract us from this main, like the whole thrust of the whole Bible. The reason why we have all of those things is to um, engage in this whole relationship, our relationship with our creator, with our God, with our bridegroom. And so, um, you know, Yeshua talks about things in the Bible. I'm thinking of just a couple places where he's talking about straining out gnats and 
where swallowing camels and swallowing camels and also about the splinter in the eye and the log in the eye. And just as you know, with we as people have a tendency to make little things big and to make big things little. And that's kind of our, uh, it's something that we don't want to be caught in. And, and that can really get us into a tailspin at times when we, um, get things upside down, uh, with the priority and the heart of God. Um, and so I think that, you know, this recalibrates us, um, continually going back to this is the heart of the message. This is the heart of our God. Um, and then if everything else comes out of that, all of the ideologies and the theologies and the psychology and everything like that comes out of this core thing. I think that's, we find ourselves in a much healthier place. Rooted and grounded in love. Rooted and grounded <laughs> That's, in love. Yeah. yeah outside of that, so everything good. just be, can become just kind of spacey, right? Oh, it's real like spacey. Just, you know, and man, are we seeing that today? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We we're seeing a lot of Christianity that's kind of gone really far out there on some, on some things because of that, because of that, yeah, lack of that that core right. thing. Right. So we're going to make the big things, the big things here. This is yes. relationship with, with our bridegroom. So here we are at chapter eight, verse six it says, set me as a seal upon your heart. So we understand this to be the bridegroom speaking to the bride, set me as a seal upon your heart. If you're a believer out there, hear the voice of the bridegroom speaking to you, set me as a seal upon your heart. Back in ancient times, the seal was actually a wax seal and military leaders, governors would actually write down their commands and then seal them with wax and then put their signet ring stamp on that. Mm -hmm. And so this way they could transmit information across countries, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it was known, okay, that's the seal of so-and-so, you know, mm -hmm. that that's got his authority on it. Mm -hmm. So here the bridegroom is saying for us as believers, put, me as that seal on your heart, mm -hmm. you know, that you're kind of that wax, you know, your, your life is like that. It has that wax, you know, you've been, you've been bought with the price. You're, mm -hmm. you're purchased by the bridegroom. Now let him put your, his seal on you That's so good. that when you go places, it's, it's him that you're carrying. It's his authority that you're walking in. Mm -hmm. And so this is the idea. Set me as a seal upon your heart. Yeah. I'm also uh, just thinking this is identity. This is like, this is all about identity. It's, it's who I am. Right. I'm sealed by the king, you know? And it also makes me think of um, the uh, do not use God's name in vain, that um, commandment. And um, he's talking about like my name, like who I am, my identity, it's placed on you. Mm. So like, don't take that lightly. And I think that this is like, him saying, set me as a seal upon your heart. Like that's, I want your identity to be in who I say you are. Like, and after all of this that we've just gone through, like he's got amazing things to say about us. It's a good seal, you know? Yeah. And then he follows this up with as a seal upon your arm. So really he's touching on the first and second commandment. Set mm -hmm. me as a seal upon your heart. Mm -hmm. Let your heart burn in love for me. He's, mm -hmm. he's calling the bride forth in that way. Mm -hmm. And then as a seal upon your arm, the things that you do as you serve others, mm -hmm. uh, let my seal be upon you in that way too, that as you touch the needy, as you touch the poor, that it's really, mm -hmm. it's me through you that right. is actually doing that, mm -hmm. uh, impacting people. Mm -hmm. So it's so important. So important to 
have those uh, that that seal upon us, and then that we not get them mixed up either. You know that we mm-hmm. we pursue the first commandment first. If your desire is to run the race with endurance, to actually get to the finish line strong, you have to keep the first commandment in its rightful place, which is mm-hmm. first in your life. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, everything becomes so centered on what does he think I should do? What does she think I should do? How do I, you know? Uh, it all be- it can become kind of the waters can become muddied in that we become very people focused and people oriented, mm-hmm. whereas God's saying no, I want to be the first in your life. I want I want all of your decisions and all of your your motivation to come primarily from me, mm-hmm. and then I I can just hear the bridegroom saying as you do that, then I fill you with my heart and mm-hmm. I fill you with my love for others, and so that this is the recipe for. I believe long, a long endurance, endurance. Yeah. yeah. To run the race with endurance, to run the marathon mm-hmm. carries on for love is as strong as death. Jealousy as cruel as the grave. This word jealousy here is the Hebrew word kina, which can also be translated as zeal. So you could say for love is as strong as death. Zeal is as cruel or severe as the grave. So question here is how is death strong and the grave severe. Well, one of the things that we can see just in life is that every single thing in life dies at some point, right? You know, there's a, there's no everlasting bugs, right? There's no, there's no, there's no human that has just lived forever. No trees. You know, yeah. Outside no of trees Yeshua, died. who was, you know, he died, but then he was resurrected, right? right. But everything. So saying, in a sense that love, sure. yeah, sure. yeah, like, you can say there's a surety to it. Mm-hmm. Love is as strong as death in that it is all encompassing. Love is really the, the, um, it, it's strong. Inescapable. Just, it, it's, and, yeah, unescapable. That's, that's the, that's the word. Mm-hmm. Um, it, basically this love cannot be hidden from God's love, his, his, uh, his fire, his zeal, his jealousy mm-hmm. is like the grave in that it cannot be escaped. Mm-hmm. You have to, you know, you wake up in the morning, you go outside, you know, David, when he looked up at the stars, he said, wow, you know, who am I that you're mindful of me? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's unescapable. You can't get away from this awesome God who made an awesome creation. Mm-hmm. Goes on, it says, it's flames are flames of fire, a most vehement flame. Mm-hmm. This, this phrase, a most vehement flame is in Hebrew, shalhevit yah, which could actually be translated as the very flame of God. So this, this flame of love, in some translations, it actually says that this flame of love is the very flame of God. And so, wow, God's heart is a flame with love. And when we touch that, we're touching the very essence, the very core of what we we're created for, the very um, thing that, that really makes us come alive. So fire does uh, one thing it purifies, you know, you would put something to the fire to purify it. Mm-hmm. So God's love, we think of a lot of times of just receiving his acceptance and his embrace. And that's all true. But the fire of God's love is also a purifying fire. Mm-hmm. And a, a verse that keeps coming back to me, cause there's just, uh, especially on this front of, of purity of just, of just sexual purity. Mm-hmm. There's so much that is just going on in the world today on the, in just the broad Christian world that is totally against the word of God. Mm-hmm. And a verse that keeps coming back to me is keep your heart with all diligence for out of it are the springs of life. And I just, I see this seal 
as being so important for the heart, right? He says, set, set me as a seal upon your heart. Uh, you know, that seal, it's this place of being, of being preserved, of being kept, that you're not just open and, you know, your heart is not just wandering all over the place. It's so important. Just be encouraged to keep your heart with diligence and, and that this flame, the, allow the flame of God to, to purify purify you. This is what Yeshua is coming back for, a purified bride. Mm-hmm. In Exodus twenty four seventeen, it says, the sight of the glory of the Lord was like a consuming fire on the top of the mountain in the eyes of the children of Israel. Mm-hmm. So here, God is a consuming fire. Deuteronomy four twenty four, for the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God, or you could also translate a zealous God. And uh, we know it's quoted again in Hebrews, God is a consuming fire. And this element of who God is, is going to be revealed. And some with it, if you don't have a perception or you don't have a grid for a God of consuming fire, when he, when he comes in his passion and his power, you, you may not know how to process that, right? Mm -hmm. But he's coming in passion for his people. He's coming with fire in his eyes and he is an intense bridegroom Mm -hmm. loves. He loves us. He loves us so much that he'll not allow us to remain comfortable and mm-hmm. compromise. Mm-hmm. And so this is a, this is the bridegroom that we need to understand his heart. We need to understand when he does discipline, it's that he's doing it out of love, such great love for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Romans five, five. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy spirit who was given to us. So here, just think of the seal, the seal of the Holy spirit, this love of God being poured out mm-hmm. and this seal also reminds me of in Psalm 118. This has been another just really uh, strong. It's been a strong verse in my heart. Bind the sacrifice with cords to the horns of the altar. This idea of being laying yourself out as a living sacrifice and then actually binding yourself onto the altar. So, you know, our flesh is weak at times, right? We want to get off the altar. This, the place of altar, a place of sacrifice is not comfortable for our flesh. We want to get away from it a lot of times, mm-hmm. but putting this seal, I just, I see this connection, you know, of putting the seal on of, of saying, I'm yours. I'm surrendering my life to you. I'm putting myself on the altar for you to seal me and then taking cords and just like, I'm binding myself to this. So in a moment of weakness, I will never leave this place mm-hmm. of being surrendered to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like, uh, to this whole thing, like love and comparing it to this fire Um, and just thinking about like fire, it's got good things that are useful, but then it it can also be a disaster, you know, like, I think we've talked about this before, but like this whole idea of, um, the flames of fire, you know, it can destroy too. And just how like God's not calling us to put out fire, (laughs) like, like have no passion in our lives. But when we allow like a burning for things that are unholy or things that are um, not of him or like, you know, the love that's not at the right time and all of that stuff, like it's destruction, like it leads to destruction Mm -hmm. and it leads to, um, you know, just terrible you know it's it's just a it's not a good fire but how he doesn't just say put out the fire you know have no passion or you know zeal about anything no it's like he's saying 
like this is the real fire like this is like he's saying no like the fire is so much greater and it's useful and it's good and it's a holy fire and there's nothing in this world that's going to that can measure you know that can compare to this zeal of God like the the vehement flame of love that God has for you he hasn't called us to a lifestyle of like I always go back to like the whole monk thing you know it's like to this whole like life of dullness (laughs) you know like the vehement fire of God is anything but dull right Right. that's what I see here (laughs) it's like the lifestyle of purity and holiness it's it's a, a like an amazing walk yeah with the holy God one of passion and zeal. Yes. Amen. Yeah. So here too, I just want to point out the whole thing of being sealed, of being marked, you could say, is that one of the greatest weapons against the mark of the beast, you know, we don't know if we're going to face that in our lifetime or children's lifetime, but at some point revelation talks about this mark of the beast. It's going to be, it's going to be something that's difficult, right? You're going to have to resist it. But one of the greatest ways to resist that is to already be marked. Mm-hmm. to already have the seal of God on you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Ezekiel even talks about that. He says, you know, go throughout the city. Uh, he tells this, uh, this uh, person to go throughout the city and put a mark on the one who is crying and sighing for the abominations that are being committed in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And, and basically saying those people are going to be spared, mm-hmm. you know? So God is marking people and, and may we be those that are already marked that we're already sealed. We're already, we already have that seal of his, his, uh, authority on our lives. And that's going to be the greatest defense we have against accepting anything from the devil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes, be alive to God. And then it's also one of the greatest ways to resist the perversion that's being pushed on people today. Mm-hmm. When you're already taken, basically you're already spoken for the enemy doesn't have a grounds to grab you and pull you into his camp. Mm-hmm. You're already spoken for. Mm-hmm. So important to just receive that seal. When you hear the bridegroom saying, let me put a seal, let me set me as a seal on your heart. Just, just, uh, invite that. Yes. I want you to be the seal on my heart. Yeah. I want you to keep me. And it's not some flimsy mamby pamby thing. Right. It's the fire of God. seal. Fire of God. Yes. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Many waters cannot quench love, nor can the floods drown it. What a statement. Uh, mm-hmm. This go, kind of going back to the whole idea that I was mentioning in the beginning of disappointments and different things like this that come up in life can lead us to just really kind of get into a rut, right? Mm-hmm. But here, this verse really speaks to that. And this has been a verse that has really spoken to me throughout my walk with Yeshua is that many waters cannot quench love. This, this love that he has is so powerful that the waters, here the waters represent the, it can represent a, a few different things, but the thing that really comes to mind is just the trials and the, the difficult things that we go through, mm-hmm. you know, just saying, God, thank you that all those things cannot quench love. It cannot quench your love. I'm still, I can still have a heart on fire and love even through the valley. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a powerful, powerful statement. Mm-hmm. Uh, so water naturally puts out fire, right? Yeah. Uh, but this fire is supernatural. The, this water, the waters of this world, the waters of temptation, they, it cannot quench the fire, the supernatural fire of God's love. So I just want to look for a, a second here at different types of water. 
Uh, one would be the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches. You know, Mark 4.18, now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. So this is one type of water. It's things that choke out the fruitfulness of God's word in our lives. Mm-hmm. Another one can be accusation. Uh, waters of, you know, of just the enemy accusing us and trying to tear down our confidence in God. Mm-hmm. This can be another place of just water trying to you know, put out the fire. Mm-hmm. Temptation, the devil is tempting us and trying to get us to take the bait of sin. This can be another form of water, just trying to lure us away from that place of, of, of fiery devotion. Mm-hmm. Prosperity of just you know, the, the American dream of just pursuing prosperity. It goes along with the whole idea of the cares of this world that we, that we just uh, read here in Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, that of getting distracted by blessings, even Laodiceans. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is a that can be a dangerous place. And these can be the waters that end up quenching the fire. Number five here, I've got sickness and failure. Uh, you know, you get, these pressures of, you know, actually being sick or, you know, failing in what you felt called to do. Mm-hmm. But in all those many waters, these many waters that try to come in that cannot quench love. And we say, God, I am yours and I want your seal on me, your seal of fiery love mm-hmm. that all these things cannot quench, mm-hmm. you know, as we submit to God, resist the devil, resist the waters mm-hmm. of all these different things. They're trying to quench the love of God in our hearts. Mm-hmm. As we resist those things, his, his love will continue to burn as a flame in our hearts. And I, I'm inc- really encouraged by that because mm-hmm. I mean, that's something to live for. Yeah. That's something to day after day, set our hearts to allow that flame to continue to, you know, to just have yeah. oxygen to have, have, uh, you know, just to tend that flame, right? You know, as the scripture says, the fire, let the fire on the altar never go out. Right. Right. And that's mm-hmm. something that is tended. That's something mm-hmm. that we continue just to, um, we continue to nurture mm-hmm. that flame in our lives. Second mm-hmm. yeah. Samuel 22, five, it says, when the waves of death surrounded me, the floods of ungodliness made me afraid. So here we have again, floods. There's, there's ungodliness in our culture that is trying to flood over and trying to quench this fiery love for God. Mm-hmm. Revelation twelve fifteen is another reference to these floods. So the serpent spewed water out of his mouth like a flood after the woman that he might cause her to be carried away by the flood. But the earth helped the woman and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed up the flood, which the dragon had spewed out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. And the dragon was enraged with the woman and he went to make war with the rest of her offspring who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Yeshua Messiah. Hmm. So here again, these floods, there's, there's sometimes demonic floods as we see here in Revelation. He's mm-hmm. spewing these floods out to try to stop the bride, to stop the, the, uh, the woman here mm-hmm. from, from fulfilling the purposes of God. Yep. You want to enrage the devil, keep the fire going. Yeah. <laughs> goes on, if a man would dis- give for love, if a man would give for love all the wealth of his house, it would be utterly despised. So nothing compares to love. I mean, you could give all the wealth of your house and it just not, it doesn't, doesn't hold a candle to love. Uh, and all the wealth of your house, this can mean not only just the, 
silver, gold, money, whatever, Bitcoin, um, <laughs> all the wealth of your house. Um, this can also be your family line, you know, your heritage, your inheritance, uh, the natural abilities that you have, all the wealth of your house, basically all of your natural resources. Mm-hmm. But Job. You, yeah, Job. Yeah, he had all stripped away. Yeah. But all these things, if you if you have one in one hand and love in the other, the fire you know, the shalhevit yah, the flame of God, mm-hmm. the very flame of God, his love. Mm-hmm. The flame of God's love is, is far greater, a far greater value than all that. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not to say that we don't value some of those things, you know, the inheritance, you know, wanting to be diligent with our possessions. Yes, but when those things become more important than pursuing a heart on fire for God, then it, things are out of balance. Mm-hmm. Philippians 3, 7, Paul says, but what things were gained to me, you know, his heritage, his, you know, all these things that he, that he had, he's, this is what he's referring to. What things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. Yes, indeed, I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Messiah Yeshua, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, rubbish that I may gain Christ. So here he is, he's accepting, uh, this, this far greater thing, Mm -hmm. this far greater, uh, blessing in his life of knowing Messiah. Mm -hmm. And he's, he says, this is, this is what I'm living for. I'm living for this love to be alive in me greater than everything else. He said, I'm counting everything else as rubbish to know the excellencies of the knowledge of Christ. Yeah, so, so it's this when we powerful. It's, yeah, it's when we uh, take that seal that he has on us and that becomes the most precious thing to us. That seal on our heart, that seal on our hand. And, um, you know, like in, in the end of days when we're faced with a lot of other seals that can be placed on us, that's what's going to cause us to to stand you know when we we know that we're sealed by him we're confident in that seal that he has on our hearts yeah and more than ever we're seeing in our culture today this verse come alive yeshua said because of lawlessness the love of many will grow cold Mm -hmm. and so this is is playing out right before our eyes so many are embracing lawlessness embracing a culture that is anti-god and anti his word and because of this their love is growing cold Mm-hmm. And so if you're out there listening, just want to be an encouragement to you to hold fast to the word, to be like those in Revelation. You have the testimony of Yeshua. You keep the commandments of God. And this is a place of safety. This is a place of having the seal of God in your heart. Mm-hmm. And may God bless you to just maintain and to keep that fire going mm-hmm. and alive within you. Amen. This is Braden and Tally reminding you to listen to the voice of your beloved bridegroom. He's coming quickly. <laughs>